Yes, indeed. Let's talk. It's uh, two minutes now, past five o'clock. And let's talk about um, um, the murder of Mr. Taga. Now, that story has become a large public interest story. You know, um, lots of people talking about it, different angles coming out of that story. So many people making up their own fantasy storylines as a result of that. But at the end of the day, a man is dead. A woman has become a widow. A young woman um is uh, being investigated for the murder of the man and a family has lost a son, a brother, an uncle. His body was discovered on Thursday, June 17th at a Lagos apartment and until he died, he was the CEO of what appears to be a streaming platform called Super TV. But what I want us to talk about today isn't the murder itself or the man himself or the woman who killed him or his wife and all of that. What I want us to talk about are the reactions to the murder of this man. So I had a friend who told me that she had to leave a WhatsApp group where a lot of women were actively wishing the Chidima outcome on their spouses. And she told me that before she left the group, she had to ask if the union is so toxic, if it's so abusive, if it's so unhealthy, why not simply leave? Why not simply separate? Why be so bitter and resentful and unhappy? She told me that some of the women on that group um, knew the names and the location, etc., etc., of you know their husbands' mistresses. Some of them uh, had been beating up. Some of them, uh, you know, had gotten STIs, things like that. But she continued to ask them, "Well, why stay?" Instead of being a marriage where you hate your spouse and you're actively praying for them to meet their death. And you see, that conversation that happened in that particular WhatsApp group, I don't think it's unique to that WhatsApp group. When the news of this man's death broke out, there were lots of people who were, you know, saying things along those lines. Oh, I hope, you know, your girlfriend kills you. If you have a girlfriend outside, oh, I hope you die. Oh, I hope you get the treatment. Some people were even suggesting ways that it could happen to their own husbands. You had people who were um, seeing the comments of their wives on social media. And then, those, uh, you know, it, it gave them an insight into, oh, my God, I'm in the house with my enemy. And... Today on the show, I just want to have an exploratory conversation with you about why people stay in situations where they're hoping that their spouse dies. You're hoping she dies. You're praying she dies. You're hoping he dies. You're praying she, he dies. You're fantasizing about how you kill the person. Isn't it easier to just leave? What do you think? First things first, what do you even think of people who um, were saying things like, well, um, I hope that uh, it happens to my own husband. 
I hope his own babe kills him wherever he is. What do you think about women who say that? And then, of course, you had the men who were making jokes about it, you know. But at least they were making jokes. They were saying things along the lines of, oh, I'm looking at my own mistress. I'm looking at my side chick with corner corner eye now, you know, because I don't trust you anymore. If this could happen to this man, this could happen to me as well. But at least they're not praying for anybody to die. But you had these women who very... Uh, frankly, shared very terrible stories about the maltreatment that they were facing in the hands of their husbands. But my question is, is it simpler to stay there and suffer and be miserable than to simply just leave? Why do we stay married to people that we hate? Because you have to hate your spouse if you're praying that their mistress kills them. Or maybe I don't understand and I need you to help me understand. You're my guest on the show today. I don't have a guest because this is an issue for you to talk about. 0700-993-993-993. Women, call me on 01465-7190. Perhaps there's, there's a perspective, there's an angle to this thing that I don't have that you do and you can share with me to help me understand it from you know, these women's point of view. Now my friend had to leave the WhatsApp group after telling them, you know, that this was just sad what they were talking about. Malik is no or really. Hello, Malik. Thank you for calling us. Hello, Malik. Yeah, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Sandra. Hmm? Like I keep telling people, instead of me to marry two, I'd rather stay alone. Okay. Do you understand me? Okay. If you're not happy with ever you're with, you cannot manage or love out of pity. I don't even understand me. Okay. You love a woman that you say you're pitying the woman. It can never work. Do you understand me? Okay. If I'm to marry to, I'd rather stay alone. If I'm tired with my spouse, I'll try to come to an agreement with her, then I'll leave. Okay. Why must you wish death to somebody? I don't even understand me. Okay. Or why must you maltreat a woman in your house? That is not love. Same thing goes to a lady. If you feel your husband is not doing what you want and you can't take it, you walk away. Forget about sight and say that you've been divorced. Isn't that a crime? You cannot be there and you die. I don't even understand me. Okay. You cannot be there and be sad. Hmm. The worst punishment is for you to be there. You cannot speak your mind. Every day you are sad. So men cannot go home. At the right time, they want to stay at a beer parlor or anywhere till it's late before you go home and you still wake up as early as four or five before you hit the road again. Come on, you're killing yourself. If you're tired, tell her, you tell the family members you walk away from it. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you very much, Malik, for calling 99.3. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Sandra, how are you? Well done. I'm very well, thank you. What's your name? Very, my name is Altine. Very good job you are doing there. Well done. Thank well done. you. Well done. Yeah. You see, uh, the problem is our society. Okay. You know, the cause of the societal uh, way they look at divorcing. Okay. So there's this prestige attached with marriage. And so a woman would rather stay there suffering than to quit and then be praying that her husband dies. Which is not good. Hmm. It is a society. You know, in developed nations, you don't give a hoot whether they are married. In fact, they decide they, 
a woman decides whether she wants to get married or not. She can also decide what she, whether she wants to have children or not. Nothing happens. Nobody looks at her disdainfully. Uh, Nobody looks at her anyhow. Mm. But in Nigeria or in Africa, it is a taboo to say you are divorced. Do you understand? And so it will take somebody with a lot of guts to say you are out of a, uh, a, an abusive marriage. Or if you cannot take it that your husband hmm. is uh, having a side chick hmm. outside to stay out of the marriage. Mm-hmm. But they would rather remain there, suffer what they want to suffer, and be praying for the man to die. Which is very terrible. It's very, very bad for me to stay in a, an abusive marriage and pray that your spouse dies. Altine, thank you for calling. I, I like that Altine mentioned the godly part because some of these women are pastors in different churches. So <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that part. I think I've said too much. But yeah, like Omar, Omar. So I mean, some of them are serious, seriously religious people. Very religious like this. With all the best marriage advice for single women. But in the privacy of their WhatsApp group, when this story broke, or more, another side came out. And I wonder if perhaps there's a perspective I'm not seeing. You know, perhaps for me, because I'm educated and I have a good job and I have some some power, it's easy for me to sit where I am and say, Omo, if, you know, you hate your spouse, it's easier to just, you know, separate, walk away than to stay there and in a public forum actually say you hope that their side chick kills them and some of these women knew the names of their side chicks knew the names the locations the jobs and in a public forum they were saying this so my question is is it easier to be in a marriage where you're severely unhappy where you hate your spouse than to simply walk away and try to i don't know build a life for yourself try to be happy find some other form of happiness. Zeno is in VI. Hi, Zeno. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh, so, I, I will agree with the other caller. I forgot her name. Altine. The problem we have is that we have the stigmatization attached to marriage. Okay. When you are divorced, you are, you are a bad person. Mm. And so, women will stay and suffer and suffer mm. and suffer in the name of trying to keep up that facade they are married hmm. and, and and then and just just suffer and when you're not married you're stigmatized when you're a single mom you're stigmatized hmm. you know but when you're married you are you have a status some kind of respect hmm. and so women don't want to lose that respect they rather die mm-hmm. and lose that respect hmm. and it's an african thing and hmm. so and so we need we need to come out of that we need to come out of that but these things will continue to happen. It's really terrible to wish one spouse dead. Mm. I don't see any reason why you should stick with a, with a man that you hate. Leave the man and live your life. That's my thing. Hmm. Zeno, thank you for calling to share your take. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. 99.3. Hello, Madam Sandra. How are you? Good to have you on the show. What's your name? Fine. My name is Azubike. I'm from Azubike, welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. Mm. Coming to this uh, talking point about uh, women staying in their husband's house and uh, suffer or plan to kill their husband, it's all about uh, African mentality. Because in the Western world, 
where they have go on the regulations that protected uh, uh, marriage. When the woman find out that the rule on the regulation is no more working, as she as she expected, the best thing for the woman to do is to just quit, or the husband to quit. But in Nigeria here or Africa, we are seeing it as a taboo. How can I, how can I leave my husband and go and stay alone? It will be an shameful thing to me. And the man or the woman will continue doing what he is doing that is not in the point mm. of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they started planning evil to themselves. And if it was so many men that have died, they have then died due, due to, let me just say, then died due to shamefulness or wickedness by their uh, spies due to they have been planning evil for their self for so many years. Coach, they could not be able to say that the best thing for them to do is to just poison their husband or kill their wife. I don't, th- I don't think that that's true because number one, there's no proof that that's happening. Number two, belief like that is what drives, you know, the maltreatment of widows. You mm. know, so so I'm not comfortable with us saying, oh, that's what leads to a lot of men's deaths. Nigerians don't don't check their health, they don't check their blood pressure, they don't they don't do medical checkups. So randomly, a man slumps and dies, you immediately start saying it's his brother in the village mm. or it's his wife. I know. Mm-hmm. So, you may be you may be true or you may not be truth because if that they are uh, bringing autopsy to check some of those uh, men they have died mm-hmm. in, in their uh, Yes, but until then, we can't make anecdotal statements like this is why some of them do like that. Do you know what that causes? It means that when your sister or your daughter marries and God forbid her husband dies, they will start treating her badly because they will say she killed her husband because all of them are interconnected. So belief, belief systems like that need to go. Believing things like that need to go. Okay, what you say is true, but let me tell you the truth. Mm. If you find a, a situation in that way, mm. the only thing that is coming from the uh, from the woman heart mm. or the man heart mm. is where to just kill that one for him to have chance to do what she is doing in the secret way. So, so how do we get to a point as a people where? Instead of to get there, you just say, you know what? I know they marry again because you know that eh, in our during before colonialism and religion, people yeah. didn't used to do marriage till death. Oh, but uh, just uh, nowadays, yeah, uh, some people say that uh, to get husband is very very hard. Or how can I leave my husband to go and marry another man? Mm. That uh, instead of that. Let me continue enduring uh, enduring the pains that they are having in their husband's house. Then we continue planning evil. It's because before you kill somebody, it's not that particular day that they started planning it. You have been planning it for over years. Zubike, thank you for calling. Oh, sorry about that. I thought you were you'd gotten to a good point there so that we can talk to other callers as well. Ninety nine point three, hello. Good evening, Sandra. Good, e- good evening. What's your name? My name is Chris. I'm calling from Amoodo. Hi, Chris. Well, I think um, 
it's, it's a nice point of conversation. I was thinking, um, when I turned on my radio, I was asking myself, today, when is this? Because I, like I said, I usually look forward to this kind of topics on glass selling. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there's a dangerous trend that we are also looking at. Well, the last caller, ZDK, tried to portray to reverse or twist the angle the other way. Mm. And uh, you try to counter him. And I can understand why you're countering him because you're, that's your constituency, the female folks. Mm. But you should also consider, you know that there are some other ladies, the side chick is also praying that the woman in the house dies. Mm. That is number one. Number two, do you know that 10, seven, this is statistics, if mm. you want, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look for research for it and I'll share with you on your email. Okay. Seven out of every 10 first child of every married couple in Nigeria, the fathers are not the real fathers. So what do we have? We have a seven. That's a high seven number. <laughs> yeah. So we have a case of high paternity fraud. And who are the perpetrators of this paternity? Who are the perpetrators? So why don't those women that have those babies and they are looking at that man in the house and telling the man, say, now you're picking babies. Why don't they also leave that marriage? Because they're also living a deceit. That is fraud. Then thirdly, we listened to a certain program, a calling program here in uh, where Mimo, uh, when she was doing open confession while Joyce was on, pub, on, on, on vacation, mm. a man called and said the mother-in-law lured her, lured him into having sex with him. And then what happened? The woman took him and gave birth. Long after she has passed married, um, the husband has passed, uh, the, the husband, uh, they've, they've last had uh, a child very many years. Mm-hmm. And because the husband had of dissented her, because she had only female girls. Mm. And what happened? That child of that unholy act between a mother-in-law and the son-in-law produced a, a boy. Now, Because now man, they give a girl or boy now. But men, no, no. Yes, but why, why the woman stood solo go meeting in, in daughter-in-law? No, but you're, you're deviating the conversation. No, the deviation is that the man will kill the woman. The woman mm. will kill the man. Mm. So 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 that's so that's the so that's the conversation we're having. The conversation is this: if you are, yeah, yeah, it's both ways. We're not making it uh, a men versus women issue here. The reason we're talking about it is because now women they pray say make their ogago die for their girlfriend house. So I they ask why you go day with person way. Um, you won't make it go die. Instead of say, okay, you know they happy again, you know love them again, you don't maltreat you, you want to leave the marriage. So That's the conversation we're having. Hard facts today, I beg, just tell them, say, please, if you're not happy, take a walk. Yes, That's but why do you think it's easier, much easier to stay in there and endure it than it is to take a walk. There has to be a reason why they're not taking a walk. Well, well, let's look at it from societal construct, like they said. If you're married, as a woman, of course, I understand that the society is twisted against the women somehow. If you're married, you get wahala if your husband gets a chick. If you're single and say you don't want to marry, you get wahala say you don't reach marriageable age, you don't want to marry. You understand? That is a social construct, and that social construct is not a, woman, a man construct. It's a society construct, man, okay? and why both men and women that construct it and these are the people that predominantly make up the society 51% women 49% men so the issue still remains that we have to find a way to end this social construct amongst us and in doing so what do we do let the women be emboldened to take the step and move out Hmm, Chris, thanks for calling. All right, so everyone's saying, oh, the society is to blame for situations like that where you have women in marriages where they're not happy, where they are praying actively for their husbands to meet the same fate as uh, Mr. Osifo. A terrible, terrible way to go. Um, I mean, we all read the media reports. We all saw how this man was murdered, you know? And, I mean... (sighs) 
why is it so much easier to stay and hope that that happens to your spouse? To hate your spouse to a point where you hope that happens. If you hate your spouse to a point where you hope that happens to them, isn't it easier to just say, Oh, I know, I know, marry again? I mean, why isn't it easier to just say, I know, marry again? Ngozi is in Ikoi. Hi. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Um, talking about the reasons uh, why women still uh, stay behind in uh, maybe a marriage, they feel they are no longer comfortable in. Mm. I think uh, personally, it's just that the society, people always blame the society, or it's actually one of the reasons for not the major reason. Okay. The major reason why some ladies choose to stay is because they are financially incapacitated. Okay. Sandra, mm-hmm. I know so many women that are married for the past 15 years or more. Mm. They don't have anything to do. Probably these are ladies that came out with first class or two one as kids maybe then in school. And probably their husband told them to stay at home, probably take care of the children. Mm. Then 15 years of the person's life mm. in this union called marriage. Mm. And you only discover that the man you called a husband is not living up to the expectation mm. that even made you in the first place to do a lot of sacrifices mm. just to keep that marriage. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done. Where would such a woman move into? How would she start? Mm. A woman that have never worked for 20 or 15 years, mm-hmm. where would she start? Probably she had five kids. Where would she start? Mm. She had nothing in her bank account. She had nothing with her to move out. Mm. So when we consider these things, why these women are not moving out, the society may even play a very little out of it. Because if you check statistically, maybe coming from the elite, you know, probably I'm talking of the ladies now that are financially well-to-do, you will discover, Sandra, that many of such ladies easily move out. We have seen a lot of stories. They don't even take any nonsense. Even things that ordinarily you can forgive and endure. Such ladies don't. They only move on. Because they have a life of their own. Because they have what it takes. They take care of themselves Mm. without a man in their life. Mm. So if you ask me, I would say that money or rather financial stability Mm. plays more major role. Why some of these women die in silence while praying for their spouse? But my advice for such people this evening would be, instead of you being in a relationship that you would not sleep, only praying for a party to die or to kill, Mm. or to look for any slightest provocation to kill the person and fall your hand in blood, Mm. it's better you pick up your pieces and you can start somewhere. You can make a case out of it. The man takes care of his children while you find a way to take care of yourself. Mm. I know it's not going to be easy, but the truth is, Sandra, mm. if a man really wants to marry mm-hmm. and you have chosen a woman to be your spouse, mm-hmm. please keep to your vows. It is not that easy for anybody to move out of marriage. It's a very difficult decision to take, mm. even with those that are well-to-do. Mm. Not necessarily because of society as I have pointed out mm-hmm. but there is a lot you put in so much mm-hmm. for many years mm-hmm. so it's quite a difficult decision mm-hmm. please whether men or women mm. keep to your vows 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Ngozi, for calling. Lagos, if you just tuned into the show, we're talking about the murder of uh, Mr. Osifo. And... Um, uh, we're looking at it from a very different angle today because, I mean, you know all the details. The police is still investigating, so we're not focusing on that particular case. We're focusing on the reactions to that murder. And one particular set of reactions that um, came to my attention was uh, some women who were praying for their husbands to meet the same fate. And my question this evening is, if you have gotten to that point where you hate your spouse so much that you're praying for them to meet the gruesome fate, you know how Mr. Taga was murdered. If you're praying for your spouse to meet that same gruesome fate, is it easier to stay in the marriage and keep praying that prayer and sharing that sentiment in a public forum like WhatsApp group than leaving? Ngozi says it's difficult to leave. She says society is not the only thing to blame there. There are actual tangible reasons why it's difficult to leave. What do you say? We'll take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Nigeria Info 99.3. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. It's 5.31. Lagos, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Today's big three was so hot. So I said to myself, you know what? Let's calm down a bit. Eh? Let's step away from politics. Let's talk about a social issue, right? And today we're talking about um, the murder of a businessman here in Lagos. But we're not focusing on his gruesome murder and death. We do hope his family can uh, find some peace and some sucker. We're talking instead about how some people have reacted to um, the news of his death. So you have men who are making jokes about it, you know, bouncing with each other, bouncing with their mistresses. You have uh, people, men and women alike, blaming the man, you know, despicable stuff. You know, they're saying things like, well, if you had stayed faithful, you wouldn't be dead right now. It's the same it comes from the same place of telling women, well, if you are not going to visit uh, the, your, the man in the night, he would not have raped you. I don't know. As a society, we, we blame victims so much. It's it's ridiculous. Like, we blame victims a lot. Um, but one of the reactions that blew my mind was um, the one that uh, a friend of mine shared with me. She said to me, girl, I had to leave a WhatsApp group. You know, I left the WhatsApp group because these women, married women, rich women, some of them pastors, a lot of them very Christian. A lot of them have all kinds of things to say to me because I'm single, you know, and they're always praying for me and sending me Bible verses to pray and, you know, telling me how I'll find a man and all of that stuff. These women, when this story broke, started to share their own stories so some of them their husbands will beat them some of them their husbands will give them STI from being unfaithful some of them uh, will confront their husbands about being unfaithful and um, the husbands will beat them for for daring to confront them and still go on being unfaithful you know but all of them were hoping that the same thing that happened to this man who was murdered by his mistress would also um, happen to their husbands they were actively wishing for the same outcome for their husbands. And she said the question that she had to ask before she left the group was, if this union is so toxic, if it's so abusive, if it's so unhealthy, why not simply leave? Why not simply separate? Why be so bitter and resentful and unhappy? 
So that's the conversation we're having today. And lots of people have called already. They've shared their views. They say, oh, well, society. Um, and then uh, Ngozi gave us a very, very insightful opinion. She said, well, a lot of women don't have the money to leave. They've been married to these men for years and, you know, they have first classes or they're very qualified to do work. But their husbands will say, oh, no, baby, don't work. Just stay home and take care of the kids. Reminds me of the conversation we had yesterday on the glass ceiling. Do you remember yesterday on the glass ceiling? I told you about this husband who um, told his wife um, to reject a, a job offer that would have come with an MBA for her because um, he didn't want her to get an MBA before before he didn't want her to get an MBA before him. So that's what we talked about yesterday. And today we haven't got to give us examples of how that thing, you know, hurts women down the line, you know. And so she says, well, you have these women who go for years without uh, working. They've never worked a day in their lives. And they're, they're in these marriages enduring all kinds of stuff. It's not exactly fair to expect them to just leave. You know, but then she also ends with saying, oh, more find a way, like whatever you can do. But away from Ngozi, a lot of people who have called today have said, na society de kozam. And who be society? Like Creed said, it's me, it's you, it's everybody. That's who society is. So as a people, I don't know, should, how can we as a people make it easier for Women and men, because also men, there are men who are in marriages that are abusive, that are praying for their wives to die. You know, their wives abuse them physically, emotionally, verbally, all kinds of abuse. So as a society, and those men don't complain, they don't say anything. They can't say anything because other men will tell them, no man, you be, you know. So as a society, what are some, I don't know, practical steps we can begin to take to make sure that... People who want to leave marriages that are unhealthy or toxic or abusive find safe landing. You know, is there, I don't know, are there active steps that we can take to provide safe landing for these people? To make it less shameful for them? Because we don't shame people for failing at a business. We don't shame people for any number of things that don't work out. Why do we shame them or make it, um, you know, I don't know. Talk to me, Lagos. But also, you know, react to this uh, story from my friend about her WhatsApp group. Why stay? Is there an opinion that you think people have not quite shared about why women stay? And instead, prefer to wish death on their spouse. 0700-993-993-993. Women call me on 01465-7190. Men call me on 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And we've got this message here from Babatunde who says, This topic you brought out is a serious one, Sandra. The truth of the matter is that out of 10 men in Nigeria, seven have side chicks or mistresses somewhere. More reason that Islam allows more than one woman, but we try to live in self-denial and most married women also do not satisfy their husbands. And that's the most 
cogent part, especially the career women. Men are manufactured to demand and women are not available, so they step outside. However, wishing other persons to be killed by their mistresses is rather out of this world. It is evil. Most marriages are encountering challenges due to extramarital issues. If you can withstand the trauma, stay in the marriage and hope for changes. But if you are not comfortable, kindly seek for separation. But you know, it's very interesting this Mbabatunde said about, oh, men want it all the time and women cannot satisfy their husbands. You are lucky that this is a daytime show because research actually shows that it's the other way around. But let's not get into it. Meg is in Lekki. Hello, Meg. Hi, Sandra. How are you doing? Thank you for calling. Okay. Ngozi um, nailed it um, this evening from what she said. Mm. But again, I would like to classify mine into two categories. Okay. You have women who have the financial backing, the financial capability, but are scared about the stigmatization. Then you also have women who don't have the capacity, but they really want to leave. They don't have the financial standing to walk away from the marriage. Mm. And you ask the question that what can society do for them to have soft landing? Like you said, if, you, if I fail at a business, it's not shameful. So if I fail at a marriage, why should, should it be shameful? Mm. So the society needs to rethink about their stance against men and women, mm. especially women who come out of failed marriages. They have to, we have to have to build support systems mm. to say that failing in marriage is like failing in any other thing and you can try again. Mm. Just like in the Western world, you, mm. you hear people marry three, four, five times. Mm. It doesn't negate anything. It doesn't negate who they are. Even here, it's not the you Western know? world. If you, if you sit down so, with old well, people... Well, I, I know of two, I don't know about five, but if you sit Western down with world, old people, they will give you gist <laughs> like this. You say, eh? <laughs> okay, hmm. okay. So that's, that's basically... That's basically it. I shared with you a while ago how I lost a friend of mine hmm. that endured 25 years of abuse in her marriage. Yeah. She died. Do you understand? So why did she die? She she kept on saying what she was comfortable. Mm -hmm. She could have walked out. Mm -hmm. But she said her children, her children. But those same children were seeing the abuse being meted on her by her husband. And now that she's dead, who is looking after the children? Somebody will look after the children. So what am I trying to say? Mm -hmm. In her own case, it was a stigma. The fear of, oh, what will people say? Mm -hmm. Oh, the respect that comes with bringing a missing. She was miserable for years. That I can tell you, FOC, free of charge. Mm -hmm. She was miserable for years, but she just could not. Even when she had all the family support and everything, mm -hmm. everybody telling her, oh, you have to leave this marriage or else you will die. Mm -hmm. And she did die. Do you understand? Okay. So that's, that's why I said I would classify mine into those who have the financial standing and, and are scared of the stigma mm -hmm. from not bearing misses. Mm -hmm. And those who, don't, those who don't even have anything they can fall back on mm -hmm. because they are not stable financially. Mm, Meg, thank you for calling. Daddy Freeze just sent me a message and said, Babe, do you know how hard it is to get a divorce? Uh, someone filed for a divorce in 2012 and finally got it in 2021. Nine plus years later, and she was still blamed and blamed. Goodness. Ha! Huh. So that's also, maybe, I mean, 
I don't know because it's it's still the people that make up the courts, right? It's the people who are these judges that hope that you go and work it out with your spouse and things like that. Because I I've heard stories of people who want a divorce, they will get in front of the judge. The judge will say, "No, go and try and work it out with your spouse." And you are telling the judge, "Oh God, judge, Madam Judge, <laughs> this is not working out. Oh, this man will kill me, or this woman will kill me, or this woman wants me dead." And Madam Judge or God Judge will say, "No, Sandra, you know, go and work it out. You know, God hates divorce." Meanwhile, that Bible verse, the way we mess that Bible Bible verse up, eh? As in, we're so off when we talk about that Bible verse. But this is not the show for that. I'm not going to get into that. Helen says, although I agree that it may be difficult to leave the marriage because of everything you have invested into it, staying in the marriage and committed to a vow at the detriment of your life is not worth it. If you die today in the name of staying committed, your husband will marry another woman tomorrow. There's no point wishing death on my spouse or getting myself killed either. Marriage is not a do or die affair. Oh, Helen, thank you for your message. 99.3. Sorry about that. 99.3. Hello? Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Oh, you are Sam, calling from Ikurudu. Good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Mm. Yes, the issue of marriage is very, very important. As people are striving, striving in other fields of life, mm-hmm. despite the challenges, people should as well try to thrive in area of marriage. But the reason why many people fail is because the major factor is that they have left us, they have left God out of their marriage journey. And there is no way you let God out of your marriage that you will succeed, no matter how you thrive. You may get what you call success, but at the end of the day, it Mm. will end up in disaster. Now, who should have the God? Is it both of them or is it just one person? So so in a case where the man has God in the marriage, but the woman doesn't, and the woman is making the man miserable, what what should happen? If man have God in marriage Mm. and human doesn't have, Mm. the grace of God in the man will help man to carry the woman through. Mm. So after, so how long should he wait for the grace of God to intervene? If you really trust in God, you hand everything into the hand of God. God mm. will work it out. No time too late with God. That is my belief and that is my experience. Okay. But when people feel that well, this thing is too much, I can play it again, mm. they back out from God or they've left God behind. Mm. That is the mid-crisis. So mm. people should learn to walk with God, no matter how hard it is. Okay. God will surely see you through. Okay. That is my take. Thank you very much for calling to share your take. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello, ma'am. Thank you for calling us. Yeah, hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. What's your name? My name is Abele. Hi, Abele. All right. Okay. I'm enjoying your show, actually. Okay. Um. There are so many factors to this. I just want—I don't just want to blame the society alone. Okay. 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 A lot of people are blaming society. I also blame the family unit. Oh. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh huh. So society and family unit. Yeah. I say I'm not blaming the society so much. The family because the family make up the society. True. You know, people marry. Some people marry for the wrong reasons. Okay. I want to go to the foundation. Okay. 
you know, people marry for the wrong reasons. Okay. You know, why are you why are you marrying the first place? Are you married because you just want to answer missing? Some families give out their children. Mm. Like I have a cousin telling me, I want my daughter to marry early. I want to be a grandmother before 50. Mm. And imagine that. Mm. So this kind of person is ready to give out the daughters even when they they have not achieved anything in life. Mm. I will advise people, when you want to marry, as for instance, it's your daughter, for instance, we are talking about women now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Try out to, as much as possible to be financially independent. It will help. It, it will go a long way. Okay. Let the daughter, don't go to marry out, or marry out because you want a rich man. A rich man has come to marry you and you want the, you know, ogre, ogre put you on you, all that kind of thing. <laughs> so when you marry your daughter like that, of hmm. course, the, your, the man becomes your God. Hmm. So he must treat your daughter, he treats your daughter anyhow. Hmm. That's, not, that's one part of it. Another part, again, is low self-esteem. Okay. okay? If you know your own yourself. You know your value. Why would you speak with a man that is maltreating you? Okay. Okay. If you if you if you know who you are, mm. of course, if it's not working, you'll find something. So that's why I say you have to have a mind. But you have to love yourself first. Okay. Love yourself first as a person before you want to enter into any love relationship. Okay. If you don't love yourself enough, mm. then you want another person to love you and all that. Mm. That's a big problem. Mm. That's another side of it. Then the last one I mentioned God. Uh, Why well, I don't want to go into that because if you don't have a relationship with God in the first place, mm. you cannot be bring him into your marriage. It mm. can't just be serving the devil. Then when you start having problems in your marriage, say God. Run to God. But mm. if you actually have a relationship with God mm. and you know who you are, maybe before your marriage and all that, mm-hmm. you have a relationship, good one, you think. Mm. Of course, if you bring it, the same way your business is failing and you bring in God, you start proceeding. Mm. The same way you are failing an exam, you bring in God, you pass the exam. Mm-hmm. So if you have a relationship with him before marriage or even maybe while in the marriage mm. and relationship is strong and mm. you know uh, there's nothing God cannot do mm. because all things are possible remember mm. but do you have that relationship do you have it or you just run to God you run, run to God because there's a marriage problem and you want it to solve it and if it doesn't solve it and you know one thing about God the God I serve mm. it's not a it's not a Jehovah Sharp Sharp he takes his time <laughs> you understand okay. so are you, really, are you willing to wait are you willing to play your part are you willing to uh, you know endure and all that so Number one, if you cannot wait, if you don't have that relationship, don't even bring God into it. Because when you marry, you didn't bring him in. So carry your cross and cook my leaf. But if you, if you have a relationship with him uh-huh. and you really want to wait, then give him the time. There's no person God cannot change. Remember Saul in the Bible? He was actually a big time, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Peter. Mm. At the end of the day, he became a big time evangelist. There's nobody God cannot change. But the thing is that you that is praying, you have has relationship with him. God cannot come into your marriage when he doesn't have relationship with you. God is not looking for, he's not a magician. So if you really want God, if you're in a marriage and there's a problem in your marriage and you want God to solve it, then get to him first. Have a relationship with him. He will not direct you on what to do. Right. That's the thing. But therefore, people are not, they don't want to have that relationship. They just want God to come and change my man and make him uh, this. And another thing, finally, is greed. Some people, because maybe their husband has a family, good family name, mm. and the man is, is rich. Mm-hmm. Out of grief, they would rather die there. And they will go die here. And they will go back. We'll go die here. We'll go die here. So you die now. So you have to. So they are very greedy. They want to maintain that family name. They want to answer Mrs. Ojuku, for instance, Mrs. Abiola, and then remain the married because it's a big name. And then you want to answer Mrs. So and so. And the man is very rich. So even if you see the side chick, you'll be praying for the man to die. So like I inherit what he has. He has, though. Because you're not ready to go and work for your own. But that's so, the thing. You pray for him to die. He comes from a bad family. They still maltreat you as a widow and blame you for the death. No, no, no. He didn't. Not some of them will be very smart enough to maybe get some things. Of course, that's not how you know if, you're, if the man may be educated or he will get some Right, he will. Mm. But the thing, yeah, the thing is that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of factors 
those those self-esteem, marrying, marrying for the wrong reasons, um, greed, and trying to, you know, bring God when you don't even have a relationship with Him. If you want to bring God, then get to Him, have a relationship with Him, He will change Him. There's nothing God cannot do. All right, Abele, thank you very much for calling. We've got uh, a comment here. Sandra, I have grown-up children, financially okay, putting so much into my marriage. Some men would want to frustrate you out, but having been a strong person, I decided to give him space with the provision that when trouble comes, he shouldn't bring it home. Uh, leaving the house is giving him too much space. Naim de waka waka, Naim gets stress. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we've got a message here. It says, um, that's a, me- a message from Benson in Ekota. Sandra, it works both ways. Some men too wish death on their wives so that they can be with their side chick. They don't want to pay for divorce fees and or child support. Now what? Now what? We've got a message here from Victor who says, I'm a young man uh, about to get married. And to tell you the truth, all my married friends have side chicks outside of their marriage. In fact, there was a day we went to a bar drinking and their conversation was like, there's no one without a side chick whatsoever. And some of them, their wives also know that they cheat, but they simply cannot do anything about it. Sometimes I wonder why aren't their wives reacting to it most times. Truth is, men should kindly stop with the side chick stuff because we men don't know what these women go through emotionally and Sandra truth be told men are the most jealous persons on earth even if their wife were chatting or talking to a male person uh, and it will get them provoked and they will not talk to their wives for having a side man let's lesson learned let's let our men just don't do what they can't take if their wives do the same Victor from Agopala Sokota thank you for your message Onyeka is in Alaba Onyeka how are you? Onyeka, are you there? Oh, no. Onyeka, if you can call back, please call back. Uh, still on WhatsApp, Kani Sifangi says, just like people resign from job when it gets toxic or employers fire employees when they become unproductive, I think marriage is not till death do you part and uh, it should have natural, and even if it's uh, a death do you part, it should be natural and peaceful death. Kani Sifangi, thank you very much for your message. Okay. Again, I'm not advocating for people to be separated or divorced or anything, you know. I'm just saying, hey, why is why is it easier to just be somewhere where you hate your spouse than it is to separate? Okay, let's say divorce is complicated. I'm going to separate. Separate. Because they tell people, if you fail at it, try, try again. And like one of our callers said, I think it was Altine. Altine said, you see people abroad, they, they fail at the first marriage, they try a second marriage, they, they try a third one. A lot of our ancestors did the same thing before the white man came and told him that his, you know, his God said, marry only one wife. They did the same thing. You have women, they'll go to their husband's house. My poor called it Ijedi. 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 like Roifi for a day. Nagi. 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 Where do you think Nagano came from? It, it's, it's, it's from women who can't find a husband, also women who come back home when they go to go and marry and they don't like what they see. But these days, your parents won't even let you come back. They'll say, no. So that they'll say that my daughter could not keep her marriage. Hey, God forbid. You know, the men can't even talk about the hell they're going through because, well, now man, you be.
So I don't know. What what do we need to do as a society to make it easier for people to correct mistakes that they've made? Because some marriage is not a mistake from day one. How, how, can we make it easier for people to correct those mistakes? Instead of stay in that place and hope that your husband gets gruesomely murdered or your wife gets gruesomely murdered? 99.3, hello. Hello? Hi, I've got one minute, 30 seconds. All right. This is Jess Lopez. Jess Lopez, welcome. Oh, yeah. I think most of them, what they do is uh, they use Bible to cover, you know. Jess Lopez? Oh, sorry about that. 99.3. <laughs> Oh, hello. 99.3. Hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening. I've got 30 seconds. Okay. My my name is Ezilone uh, Edum. I'm coming from Ibe Side. W- welcome. Yeah. Coming to, to the issue on the floor, eh? Mm. The number one thing, I'm a married man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The number one thing is we have to know that marriage it's not for boys and girls. Okay. It is for men and ladies. For men and ladies. Okay. Not men and women. Men and ladies. All right. <laughs> there goes. That's all the time I have. Thank you for being a part of the show. I'm back tomorrow with international stories. Find me on social media, Sandra Ezekwesili. Good night, Lego.